Welcome back to another Edge Got In podcast. Thank you for pushing the pause button today to Edge Got In to your mind, your will, and those messy emotions. Our mission at Edge Got In is to champion your human potential in Christ. And one of the masteries or the gifts of championing your human potential in Christ is to master your emotions. Edge got in partners with the Emotional Intelligence in Christ Project, and you can find more information about that project at emotionalintelligenceinchrist.com. There are several, several different learning offerings to be able to up your game so that you could be the boss of your emotions, rather than your emotions being the boss of you. We are Christ's ambassadors, my friends, and he is making his appeal through us when our emotions hijack our faith, then our ability to make God recognizable becomes highly compromised. Today's topic is entitled, Give Your Boat to Jesus. All of it. Give Jesus your boat. We're going to take a deeper dive into Luke chapter 5 and a familiar story. It's going to be kind of like a fireside chat process that we're going to be walking through today or modality. In that we're going to be looking at a story that perhaps you're pretty familiar with or have seen in The Chosen or have read in your scriptures. The story when Jesus first calls the disciples, particularly Peter, when Peter was uh, fishing. And so we'll take a little, little dive into that. And then I read a really fresh commentary on that particular chapter that I'll share with you as well. It stuck with me. And I continually think about it. And, and one of the ramifications of this commentary, it brought me a little bit deeper into that scene where Jesus encounters Peter, jumps in his boat, therefore teaching from his boat, and then blesses him with the catch of his life, and then calls him and sends him forth. And he's never the same. And my friends, he desires to do the same for us. So let's jump in today in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Sweet Jesus, we all have boats. We've become very familiar with our boat, and there are many scriptures that speak about the boat. You call us out of the boat, and you desire to be sovereign within our boat. So give us the grace of surrender today. We pray for the peace that passes all human understanding, as well as the confidence that we can turn our boat over to you, all of it, and trust that you will take what we give you and multiply it for your glory. In your most precious name we pray, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Luke chapter 5, if you have your scriptures, open up to Luke chapter 5, if you're listening in, as you'll often hear me say. Pause for a moment and simply ask the Holy Spirit. Just take a few deep breaths. Invite the Holy Spirit into the scriptures as you listen in and tune in. Holy Spirit, what do you have for me today? Be attentive. God's word never returns to him void, but accomplishes the purpose for which he sends it. And he is sending his word for you today, my friend. Wherever you're at, there's something in here for you. Invite the Holy Spirit to help you to tune into what God wants you to hear and respond to today. 
Luke chapter 5. Once, while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gennesaret, the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God. He saw two boats. They were at the shore by the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them, and they were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat and taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've been working all night long and we haven't caught anything. Yet if you say so, I'll let down my nets. I want to pause here for a moment. Do you feel that you have been working all night long, metaphorically speaking, and you have nothing to show for it? Perhaps you're feeling exhausted. Perhaps you're feeling overlooked, unseen, just at the end of your rope. And there's just a straw that breaks the camel's back. And it's almost as if you're tired and weary and Jesus is after you. He wants to jump in your boat, rearrange a few things, one of them being your personal identity in him. Do you give more authority to Jesus within your boat? Or are you giving more authority to the boat itself? Jesus is after you, my friend, today. Listen to his voice. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let your nets down for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've been working all night and caught nothing. But if you say so, I'll let down my net. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled to their partners in the other boats and they came and helped them. And they came and filled both their boats until the boats began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down on his knees before Jesus, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch that day. With him were also James and John, the sons of Zebedee. And they were partners with Simon. Jesus turned to Simon. Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats to the shore, they left everything and followed him. My friends, this is such a powerful story. I'm going to share with you the commentary that I wrote, and it was by Bishop Barron, specifically on the, these, these specific passages. Lean in. Tune in with the Holy Spirit. What is for you as I read through this? What should we take of this odd story about Jesus and Peter in the fifth chapter of Luke's gospel? As the eager crowds press in on him, Jesus spies two boats moored by the shore of the lake. Without asking permission, he gets into one belonging to Peter and asks the fishermen to put out a short distance from shore. A short distance from shore. After teaching the crowds a while, he turns to Peter and says, Put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Though Simon Peter protests a bit, Master, we've been working all night long and have caught nothing, he acquiesces. And they manage to bring in a great number of fish that their nets are in danger of tearing. This miraculous drought of fishes convicts Peter of his unworthiness. 
And he falls to the feet of Jesus to protest, go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. They're actually undertones of the call of Isaiah in this passage. The Old Testament prophet saw the glory of the Lord in the temple, but then admitted his profound imperfection. I'm a man of unclean lips, Isaiah said. I live among a people of unclean lips. The proximity of divine light does not diminish our sense of sin. It enhances it. Once Isaiah admitted his sin, God cleansed him and sent him on a mission. In the same way, the penitent Simon was forgiven and commissioned. Do not be afraid, Simon. From now on, you will be catching people. Let's examine the symbolic significance of the boat. For a Galilean fisherman, his boat was everything. It was his livelihood, his work, the means by which he supported his family and put food on the table. Recent archaeological and anthropological research has shown that first century Galilean fishermen sent their product not only around the towns of Palestine, but also to distant cities within the Roman Empire. So Peter's humble vessel represented his contact with the wider world and functioned if I might put it this way, as an instrument of his professional creativity. As such, it serves as a symbol of all that Peter can accomplish spiritually and morally through his own power, using his gifts, his energy, his creativity. And Jesus gets into his boat. He doesn't seek Peter's approval. That's the funny thing. He just jumps on in. Same thing with us. He's after us. He's the hound from heaven, particularly when we think it's all about us and we're producing on our own efforts. Oh, he'll come in in the most peculiar ways. He doesn't even seek Peter's approval, nor does he solicit his permission. He simply commands the vessel that is central to the fisherman's life and commences to give orders. This represents something of enormous of an enormous moment here, the invasion of grace. Though God respects our relative independence and smiles on our work that we accomplish through our own, our own efforts, our own energy, our own, our own creativity, he is not the least bit content to leave us in our natural state. What does that mean? We do what we do with our own efforts. It's opposite Zechariah 4, 6. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. I can do nothing on my own. I consider everything a loss, as St. Paul says, compared to the surpassing knowledge of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. So here Peter was in his natural state, and he was doing probably pretty good. Instead, he wants to live in us. Jesus wants to live in us, to become the Lord of our lives, moving into our minds, our wills, bodies, imaginations, nerves, bones. And as I went through advanced cancer, I would say, Holy Spirit, I give you permission to enter my mitochondria down to the, to the very basic unit of functionality of my body. Fill all of me with your healing grace. Jesus desires to enter your life, 
to be the Lord of your life, entering into your mind, your will, your body, your imagination, your creativity, your energy, using your gifts. This commanded commandeering of nature by grace does not involve the compromising of our nature, but rather its perfection and elevation. Peter, one presumes, had been successful enough as a fisherman, but now, under Jesus' direction, he goes out into the deep and brings in more than he could have ever imagined possible. When Jesus moves into the house of the soul, my friends, the powers of the soul are heightened and properly directed. When Jesus commands the boat of our natural human life, our natural human state, that life is preserved, strengthened, and given a new orientation. This is signaled symbolically by the Lord's directive to put out into the deep water on our own. We know and will within a very narrow range, seeking those goods and truths that appear within the horizon of our natural consciousness. But when grace invades us, we are enticed into far deeper waters. My friends, Jesus is calling you into deeper waters today to cast your net on the other side of the boat under his authority, keeping in mind his power within you to accomplish more than you could ever ask or imagine, keeping in mind that it is God who works within you to act and will according to his good purposes. Symbolically speaking, Where is your focus in your boat? Is it on your skill set, your abilities, your creativity, your talent? That has a short life, short shelves, shelf life, my friends. Because when we come to the end of ourselves, which suffering gives us that gift stop to come to the end of ourselves, it is then that we realize we can produce nothing without the power of God and direction and directives of God within us. Jesus directed Peter, using all of his gifts and creativity that he had done thousands of times. But as Peter submitted himself to the directive of the Lord, it was then that it was a catch of a lifetime to prove his point. With me, Peter, you will do mighty things. And that one phrase mentioned, though God respects our relative independence and smiles on, our, on the work that we can accomplish on our own, he is not the least bit content to leave us in that place, in that natural state. He respects the relative independence, smiles on the work that we're accomplishing on our own, Similar to a child learning how to tie a shoe. My little granddaughter is, is three years old and she's learning how to tie. And so she'll twist the two, the two um, 
two shoelaces around each other and just keep twisting, twisting, twisting. So it's this one big, long, twisted, uh, twisted <laughs> group of strings. And then looks at me and says, there, nanny, I tied your shoe. And I said, thank you. That's great. And then she paused and she looked at me, how do I tie a shoe? And as soon as she said that and invited me in to her experience, that had op that opened up a whole new level of transferring knowledge and guidance and wisdom. And God desires to do the same for us. We fumble about trying to tie our shoes, whatever shoe it is, and God will let us go until we invite his help in. And once we do, my friends, that's when we go out to deep waters. That's when we cast our nets in an entirely different way, in an entirely different space that ends up coming back with a catch of a lifetime. Whether that be peace, purpose, a sense of identity resurrected, joy, peace. Those are the things of life. Laughter that allow you to be able to handle any bump or storm or rough sea that you might encounter. Give your boat over to Jesus, all of it, your creativity, your ideas. I can't tell you how many times I've had an idea and just ran with it without seeking the Lord's blessing on it. And he just let me go. And he'll do that. Smiles and respects our relative independence and just waits for that in. And then I come to the end of myself once again. And I'm finally to the phase, I've been in, in my career for about 25 years now, and I'm finally to the stage where I don't want to do anything. <laughs> I don't want to create anything. I, I don't want to speak any word, think any thought, unless I have first gone to Jesus. Lord, have your way with me. I give you control of my boat, all of it. You guide me where you want me to go. You show me where you want me to cast my nets. Just come in to all areas. My mind, my will, my body, my imagination, my nerves, my bones, my tissues, all through me, Lord. I do not want to move or take one step unless it's directed by you. I don't want to think a thought unless it's inspired by you or spend my time, attention, and focus on, on a project unless you're moving me to do it. Or you will do your mighty work through me, even in the simple tasks as Mother Teresa speaks about. It's not the grandiose things that we do, but it's the small things that we do with great love that move the heart of our Father. Jesus sees you today. He knows where you're at. And he loves you enough not to leave you there. He's got deep waters, my friend, that he desires to guide you into. He is our captain. He's our rabbi. He is, is emotional intelligence. He's the one that knows the path that he's carved out for us. We are his handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he's prepared in advance for us to do. Too often we just think, oh, I think you want me to do this. I'm going to go here and go there because these people want me to do that. So I'm going to go there. 
Stop and pause. I'm still working on this on a daily basis. Before saying yes to anything, go to Jesus. Do you want me to do this? Is this something that is a part of your plan? If so, you grant me the peace, Lord. If not, then I give you permission to override all of this and take me where you want to go because I want to go into the deep waters for the big catch that you've prepared in advance for me to step into. So today, think about a few things after today's podcast. One, what is your boat? What are you doing by your own efforts? Perhaps you created your boat that you're sailing around this world in, metaphorically speaking. Have you surrendered the boat to Jesus? Have you invited him onto your boat? Have you given him authority to be the captain of your ship? to guide you, to teach you, and take you where he wants you to go. My husband recently was released from a position he had for six years and really liked, but there were company-wide layoffs. And we're looking at it as a gift stop to pause and ask God, where do you want us to go? I say us because we're, part, we're partners. Where do you want us to go? So as we're praying for that new that new horizon, the new deep waters, it's a beautiful experience of surrender. I'm reminded of Pastor Mike Todd's acronym that he offered in a sermon, I think a couple of years ago, but I memorized it because I thought it was so powerful. And it's service, S-E-R-V-I-C-E. Lord, I want to serve you, not me in my boat. The S stands for submitted. Are you submitted to God's will over your own? The E stands for excellence. Dear God, help me to do everything with excellence for your glory today, not mine. The R stands for reputation. Help us to be men and women of good reputation so that when people see us, they see you. Remind our face that you adore us. That's our advertisement, Lord. People see our face. When they see our face and hear our intonation, may it be yours, for you are emotional intelligence. S-E-R-V. V stands for vested. That means you can go in any direction that God calls you in. You want me to scrub a toilet? Okay, I'm going to scrub a toilet and I'm going to do it all for your glory. You want me to speak to thousands of people? Great. I'll do it with the same energy and grace. Be willing to go wherever God calls you and whatever you do, do it all for the sake of the glory of God. Work as if you're working for the Lord and not for man. Then do it for God's glory. Vested. Invested, the I. What are you invested in? You know because that's where you're spending your time, attention, and focus. What's taking up the majority of your time, attention, and focus? as you're sailing around in the boat. Is it your boat or God's boat? Is he guiding your focus and attention? Perhaps it's time for a gift stop. Just allow yourself to float for a bit as you reconnect to the Lord and give him authority over your boat. Where would you have me go? I want to be invested in your work, God. Whatever you call me to, I will be fully invested. The C stands for covered by his grace. 
We can't do any of this unless we're covered by his grace. The E stands for equipped for the seat which he's prepared in advance for us to sit in. So we are working in service, S-E-R-V-I-C-E. We're submitted, do everything with excellence, men and women of good reputation, vested to go anywhere God wants us to go, invested, whatever you call me to, I'm going to do it 100% for your glory, covered by your grace, so that I am equipped for the seat that you've prepared for me to sit in. It's an excellent acronym to keep in mind as you're in the boat and giving God authority today over the boat that you find yourself in. This is a great opportunity for adjustment. In Emotional Intelligence in Christ, we offer an EIC method. It's at the end of every day in the six-week study guide. You have the opportunity to reflect on an encounter that you've had with somebody. And an encounter that perhaps evoked strong emotions. You also have the opportunity to identify the behavior. So in today's podcast, we're inviting you to think about, well, what behaviors am I doing out of my own efforts and my own power, using my gifts and energy and creativity for my own glory? And giving yourself that permission of reflection to identify the behavior and the emotions that associate with the encounter that you've had. That's the I, and the C stands for course correct. So that's the invitation. We're course correcting today. Perhaps we've been sailing in the direction we want to sail in. Today's a gift stop, my friends, to pause, float for a bit, and invite the Holy Spirit to speak into you the power of having Jesus on your boat and the ramification of surrendering all that you are to his purposes and to the winds of the Holy Spirit to take you into deep waters for the big catch. At Edge God In, we also offer a one sheet to capture your learnings. We do the same for every podcast. It's always up there. Some people grab it and they'll do group Bible studies, topical Bible studies using that one sheet. Feel free to download that at edgegodin.com. You'll also see all this information under each podcast. So the title for today's podcast, again, is Give Jesus Your Boat. And you'll find some support resources along with the scriptures that we explored today. Give them heaven out there, my friends. There's enough of the dark side. God bless you and all that you're doing. And may the Holy Spirit give you that wisdom to release what's not yours and to grip a hold of what God desires to give you.